All right, guys, so let's talk about the AFC North for a second. I want to start off with the Baltimore Ravens. Listen, Hollywood Brown has had a pretty good season. I, I start him in my uh, leagues week in, week out, but now Bateman is there. Uh, Abby, do you think that Bateman is going to start to eat into some of the work that Hollywood has been getting? Don't and forget you, about Sammy Watkins there, too. Uh, no. So I, right, I think, Sammy as well? Yeah, I think Bateman alone, no. I think they play two two different positions now. You you bring in Sammy Watkins to the mix, uh, you know, maybe we start to see a few more targets come away from him. But I just think the way that offense is set up, the, uh, uh, you know, the uh, amount of routes run by Marquise Brown, the percentage of time he's on the field uh, during these passing plays, uh, I think that that's his role. I think he is the obviously the number one in this offense. Now, again, I kind of go back to don't expect him to put up wide receiver one numbers week in and week out. If he does, great. But very few guys do that. Even first-round picks don't do that week in and week out. So uh, I think if we see a game where, you know, he puts up a 3 for 47 type line and Bateman goes off or maybe Watkins goes off, I'm not going to, you know, then, you know, make the assumption that these guys are now eating into his role and, and, and what we've seen over the last – nine weeks basically have is you know now null and void i think his mm-hmm. role is his role and uh you know we're looking at an offense that is not as prolific on the ground as they used to be we're looking at a quarterback who is advancing as a nfl pocket passer uh, an offense that has a higher pass volume and probably mo- even more importantly or maybe you know to the same uh degree of, of, of them not being able to run as well as they as they normally are is their defense, you know, isn't mm-hmm. as stout and as elite. So, you know, they can't just be in game scripts where, okay, they get a lead and, and their defense just, you know, is dominating and they can, like, even afford to have guys, you know, remember when, when he had that dominant year two years ago, they were sitting out the entire fourth quarters mm-hmm. and he was still putting up historic numbers. Yeah. So, you know, we don't see that now. They've, they, their defense has suffered a lot of injuries uh, and they are definitely not a lead. And I think they have a lot of tough matchups coming up, especially in division matchups. So they're going to have to fight. So, but Daniel, let's talk about that backfield for a second. Like, uh, we go from Tyson, now we got Freeman, Le'Veon is there. Do you trust anybody? That Murray guy? was there, and so Murray what? was there, and Murray looks like he might be coming back soon. Do you I trust? I don't even know about that, but would you trust anybody in that backfield? Do you trust? No, but would you play? Yes, and this week you would play Freeman. Freeman has a good matchup. You know, hmm. he's playing the Dolphins, and Dolphins is a team that's given up a lot of points to running backs. So he has a, a great matchup this week. He he's getting, I say he's getting goal line carries, but so is Le'Veon. He's also getting goal line carries. I don't think Tyson's got many goal line carries, but it's like mm-hmm. he's still splitting with at least Bell. He's getting a fair amount of the passing work, which is nice, but I, I think Le'Veon gets a little bit of passing work too. They're just, just sharing that whole backfield, but the person that's getting the first crack at the moment is Devontae. You yeah. know, and this last game he got a fair amount of work. They they um they kept giving him the ball. Um he had the most carries out of all three. So he's definitely the guy you want to play. Um, now, after this week, I really don't know how I'm going to feel about it. Mm-hmm. I'm not a big Devontae guy. I do have him on, on a fair amount of teams just because he has the role, and, you know, the role has value regardless. But Latavius Murray is going to come back at some point. Mm-hmm. Um, he hasn't practiced this week. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if they ruled him out this week yet. Well, they, so. play, they play Thursday, right? He's doubtful. They play Thursday? Yeah, they play Thursday. He's oh, doubtful. then he, he's pretty much out. You yeah. know, he's pretty much out. Yeah, now, next week, yeah. we'll see. But he has yeah. to practice first, and he hasn't practiced yeah. yet. 
So you might have at least yeah. two more weeks of Devonta. And if you recall, like on our last show, which three or four weeks ago, I, I told him like you know Devonte was the guy that I was kind of targeting because I felt like this late Latavius Murray injury was going to drag out for a few weeks, and he was a guy that I felt like they had the most confidence in in that backfield. But the thing about Devonte is number one, like you like you mentioned. If anybody's going to get passing down work, and it's not going to be a lot, but if anyone's going to get passing down work, it's going to be him. So mm-hmm. he was a, he was, that was one reason. Two, to me, he looks the best in that backfield in terms of seeing their holes, being explosive enough, you know, uh, have, you know being you know, a, a decent veteran uh, to be able to sort of kind of you know, make sure that he's getting positive yardage with, uh, with every play. But when it comes to the goal line, this kind of goes for, uh, you know, for both Le'Veon and Devontae, who are getting the majority of the goal line backs, is anytime you have Lamar and you have that Greg Roman offense, like whatever running back is there has a very high percentage of scoring a rushing TD. It doesn't matter who the running back is because every team has to worry about Lamar keeping the ball. Mm-hmm. They have to worry about Mark Andrews, and they got to worry about everybody else, but specifically they have to worry about Lamar. So it's almost as if like whatever running back is getting the goal line touches is literally running through a gaping hole to pay dirt week in and week out. Because so just remember that. Yeah. Lamar just so as long it. as Latavius Murray is out, Freeman is always someone you can slot in in the flex without much of any issues. Let's stay on running backs for a second. Dale, are you holding on to Samaje P. Ryan? No, I, I didn't have much Samaje from the jump, though. You know, I'm not a handcuff guy. Um, <clears throat> I did have, right. Right. I did have a, a few Samaje, um, um, Samaje's on my team. Mm-hmm. That's more so because that's when Mixon started to get nicked up, mm-hmm. and I was able to scoop him up. Um, but now I'm not holding on to Samaje at all. Hmm. Mixon looks great to me. Mm-hmm. Um now, you know, that's just how I work. I don't really subscribe to the, the handcuff. Now, if I was a handcuff guy, Samaje would be a, a high-end handcuff, a priority handcuff. Because mm-hmm. even this last game, I think he scored a touchdown, even though Mixon was playing. So mm-hmm. he's still involved. Mm-hmm. So the, when I do handcuff, I like those handcuffs where they can at least have some kind of value regardless of the injury status of the starter. Um, but there's just so many plays right now that I would prefer over Samaje, and they're on bye week right now too. Yeah, so yeah. it's really hard for me to I, hold his handcuff down bye week. I'm hold, I'm holding on to him. I'm trying to scoop him up where I can. If people drop him this week, I'm gonna pick, pick him up. I think he's a game changer. And to me, this is kind of one of those unique situations, and it's like such psychological because you know. When you're an opposing defense and you're going against the Bengals, yes, obviously you're aware of Burrow and their high passing, you know, their, their, uh, you know, the, the receiving weapons. But you also have to be very cognizant of Joe Mixon as a mm-hmm. player. And mm-hmm. you know that they obviously want to establish a run. But if Joe Mixon were to go down, nobody – I doubt many defenses are thinking or coordinators are like, okay, we got a scheme against Samaje. So it's almost like he has an easier path. Because now they're also they're more focused on the pass game, and that's why I think I, we see sometimes that these backups tend to maybe succeed a little bit more, is because defenses are less focused on them. But also, I think you know we've just they've just proven that like he's going to get the in between tackles run, you know, or uh, uh, carries and touches. He's going to get you know a good amount of the goal line touches, and you're going to see a fair amount of the passing game work too. Definitely Evans will be involved, but I think you know Samaji's is one of those guys who could you know could win you a week. Uh, Mixon goes down with any type of injury, any type of ankle sprain, COVID, whatever. Like he's someone who could be a league winner. Like he's 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 no different than Tony Pollard to me. Mm-hmm. He literally is no different than Tony Pollard. They should be viewed in the same breast. I see Tony Pollard a lot more talented than I, I don't I think P. Ryan. Yeah, he's, very, he's more talented. But I don't think P. Ryan's very good. 
his role is there, you know, so if, if yeah. Mixon does go down, he'll have the role that, you know, you can put in almost the same way, like I said, we're talking about Freeman, honestly, in my mind. Um, but to just wait on that, I, I, I'd rather go other, other places at the moment. Listen, COVID has changed the dynamics of uh, fantasy football. We see Nick Chubb now going to be out, tested positive for COVID. Uh, It kills a lot of us, but you got to stay ready. We talked about Dearness. Did you end up dropping Dearness or did you hold on to him? No. I mean, he falls in the same breath as Samaje. These guys, I do not drop. I do not drop. The only time that I'm dropping them is because there's something more valuable. I'm not just dropping them to pick up a Zach Pascal mm. or to pick up an even an AJ Green. Like I, you know, even a Kenny Galladay. These, these guys are worth more to me than these other because those other guys I can find they're a dime a dozen on the waiver wires. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. These guys show up week in and week out. So I try not to dedicate my resources to guys that I can find on waivers uh, when I need to. You know, I can find a hidden gem when it comes to wide receivers. I can find a hidden gem when it comes to tight end. You know, we'll get to it, but there are a couple sleepers out there, the guys that are emerging right now. We talked about it last episode. Mm -hmm. We talked about Pat Firemuse. We talked about Cole Komet. You know, even this week, I'm starting, you know, the last few weeks I've been now on Troutman. Like, there are guys Mm -hmm. who are emerging. So you can find guys at these other positions off the waiver, even at the QB uh, end end of things. So when it comes to running back, though, these are the guys that are true league winners. It's hard to find that at the other positions. Speaking of quarterback, Dale, give me a scenario where you would start Baker Mayfield. I'm not starting Baker Mayfield. <laughs> give me a scenario. Under would, no scenario will you start if, Baker if, Mayfield. If, if, all the, if I had two on my roster and he was a last minute, <laughs> last minute scratch and the only person I could pick up on <laughs> the waiver wire it happened to be Baker Mayfield and then I'd still be like, eh, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> no, nah, I was starting with that. But no, nah, I'm not. Remember, I like I like running quarterbacks. Baker doesn't run. Yeah, I yeah, mean he's ran this season a little bit, but yeah. he's not a running yeah. quarterback. Um, before this last week, they were a what you've seen as a run first offense yeah. by far. I don't know if this last week they wanted to prove a point to you know Odell and his dad, but you know typically they they want to run that ball and burn the clock. You know, so number one. It's, it, it causes less pass attempts because they're running. Number two is less pass attempts because they don't have much time because they're not having those incomplete passes where the clock stops. Yeah. So I would prefer not to play Baker. Uh, when you're in a pinch, though, you're in a pinch. And then at that point, it becomes matchups. Yeah. So yeah. I, I will start – okay, so to answer your question, I would start Baker if, again, I was in a pinch, bye weeks, injuries, and Baker, the Browns happen to have a great matchup like against the Bucks or something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, but – I'm not happy starting Baker Mayfield. So let's talk about the Pittsburgh Steelers for a second because I love Najee, but he's still a rookie, and it just makes me nervous having or or seeing him have that many carries week in, week out. He's handling, man. He's handling it. He is, but do we know who the backup running back is if he goes down? Right now it's Benny Snell. Uh, I mean, I don't know. It's Benny Snell. I don't know. I could easily see them saying, you know what, Kalen Bellage does a little bit better job. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I think I think it's going to be a committee until one guy kind of shows himself. Because I've I've seen both of them. It's been limited sample size, but it's tough to it's tough. I mean, it's it's tough to to know. So yeah. I would say take stabs at both and just try to figure it out. But getting to back to Najee, uh, watch Najee run. When you watch Najee run, he's very good about sort of kind of being nimble through the whole and how we take contact. You know, sometimes, yeah, you'll see him sort of kind of, you know, uh, you know, really, you know, some high-impact 
uh, carries. But for the most part, you know, he's he to me he's very nimble and uh, he's a young young rookie. I'm not too worried about like you know trying to handcuff that situation where it's a bit ambiguous. To me, that's very different than the other ones that we've talked about because, like you said, it could be Benny Snell. Maybe he that's it, but. You know how confident are you? Are you in that? I'm not confident in any of. Them. Yeah. I wanted it to be McFarland. McFarland can't get healthy for whatever reason. Yeah. He, you know, it's crazy. We never found out what the injury was that he was dealing with while he was on IR. Ever. <laughs> yeah. He comes yeah. back, and then last minute before this last Monday night game, he's declared inactive. Yeah. When no reports of him being injured up to that point. So I don't know what's going on with him. I don't like it. You know, <laughs> so I'm I'm now avoiding Anthony McFarland until I get a lot more clarity. Yeah. All right, guys, I want to go to the NFC. Oh, sorry, you got a uh, just a real uh, quick comment, just because we uh, you know we podcasting tonight. What is it, Wednesday? Mm-hmm. Wednesday night. So uh, Claypool, you know, uh, be very very careful with him. You know, don't expect him to just sort of kind of be available this week, next week, or maybe even for a few weeks. Have you know have a plan uh, in action? James hashtag, Washington, stay mm-hmm. ready. Go get James exactly. Washington. Exactly. So if you guys are kind of like looking for like someone to like get real cheap on waivers, uh, last minute uh, addition, like like you said, James. And what I liked mm-hmm. it, what I saw about James Washington is that they did they did have some dedicated plays. Mm-hmm. They using them on an end around. Uh, and mm-hmm. this team, you know. This team, again, this is a team where they had a suspect O line, mm-hmm. and their offensive coordinator. You got to give them, got to give him credit. He's been very creative in terms of how he's tried to keep defensive off balance, and he's done it with end arounds. Mm-hmm. And so, what he does is he'll, you know, this is why they have, you know, Chase Claypool or Deontay and you know even uh, Washington do these end arounds is because now when they hand the ball off to actual Najee, they'll fake an end around mm-hmm. and. And it freezes the running the linebackers in the D line for just a second, mm-hmm. and all you need is that second to allow for a little bit of a hole to open up or allow for the lineman to you know to better engage. Mm-hmm. So I, I like that little addition, uh, especially when you know you have you saw Ben Roethlisberger try to chunk that ball. Down. <laughs> <laughs> the ball was so short, but uh, but yeah, but it allows it allows them to be able to have like a running game. So to me, that was like a very creative way to sort of kind of like you know, hide a lot of the deficiencies with the O-line, with the uh, quarterback. So, but James Washington, I think that was a great call. Yeah, and call. he has the draft cap. Call. Remember, he was a second-round pick from Oklahoma yeah, State. that was a great call. And like we talked about last episode, Pat Fireman, you saw you, you seen you Oh, yeah, him, but he should be long that. gone by now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He shouldn't be available. It. If he's available, yeah. run to go scoop him up. Yeah. Yeah. So, let's talk about the NFC North for a second. I want to talk about the Chicago Bears. Listen, all of us was stashing Justin Fields at the beginning of the season. I've since gotten off that train. I've gotten off that narcotic, as uh, Bomani would say. Is anyone, like, do you feel comfortable playing anyone with the Bears outside of Montgomery and maybe Khalil Herbert if Montgomery isn't playing? What about Allen Robinson? Are you guys still rostering Allen Robinson, and are you still playing him? I'm still rostering. I'm him. still rostering. I'm him. not playing him, but I'm still rostering. I played him, him last week by necessity. <laughs> yeah, he, he didn't good. do bad though. Yeah, he, he wasn't no. terrible. But what you saw last game was Justin Fields get a little bit more comfortable mm-hmm. and show some signs of hope. Now he goes into a bye week, and again, you like when rookies go into bye weeks to get a chance to sort of kind of do some self reevaluation, some self audits, try to figure out, you know, hopefully, you know, game, you know, game scheme. The the offensive coordinator, head coach, get a chance to sit down and say, okay, this is what worked. This is what defenses are doing against you, and hopefully, they come out of the bye a little bit more prepped. He's got a little bit more uh, in game experience now. So 
this is one of those ones where like I want to wait and see, uh, but it could be one where they could have turned a corner. So I literally in one of my big home leagues uh, just made a trade where I traded away uh, Daryl Henderson uh, for David Montgomery. Uh, it's a mm. team. It's a team where like I'm like I'm not I'm like eight and one. Uh, so you know I have a you know uh, I pretty much have a playoff berth. Uh, and it was some other players involved, Godwin, Tyreek Hill. Uh, but uh, I see something in that offense where they have a chance to take that next step forward. And if they do, they can go from being this team that has just been absolute garbage, which everyone is sort of kind of, you know, you know, uh, you know for the most part, shitting on right now, mm-hmm. to a team that can, like, really look good. And that's, and that's what – you know, these episodes, even though we're doing recaps, what I think we're trying to really do is think forward. Mm-hmm. So, like, what you have to do as a fancy player to really try and set yourself up, uh, you know, or set yourself apart from the crowd is to not rely on historical data, not rely on what has happened the last few weeks, but take what has happened the last few weeks and try to anticipate what's going to happen moving forward. Mm-hmm. So if you're not in your mind thinking of the possibility of this offense that has been putrid, thinking that this offense may now take the next step, that that Justin Fields pick that we were taking in later rounds, hoping that he may succeed and, and be this sort of kind of, you know, upper end, upper tier wide uh, quarterback because he may be able to run. Like you have to, you, you have to kind of maintain that same mentality now that you've seen this glimmer of hope and think that, okay, Justin Fields may take that next step. So he's someone that, like, again, in certain formats where I'm like, okay, if I need a quarterback, someone with upside, now I see that potential upside in him. And he hasn't even run yet. Mm-hmm. He hasn't even run yet, really. Yeah. Like, he didn't really much in the last game where they're not really doing design runs for him just yet. So if that gets incorporated and if he starts doing that, boom. I mean, like, he may take off. Now, don't forget Mooney and Komet. I yeah, that's what those I was gonna say. You walked me down pieces. with Mooney and uh, yeah, those are the Kings. main pieces there. That because last year Mooney, I, I like Mooney even last year. Fourth or fifth round draft pick wasn't highly drafted, but had a lot of buzz all through camp as a rookie. Mm-hmm. But when the season uh, played out, it's like all they were doing with him was having him run go routes, mm-hmm. and the quarterback who I, it was either Mitch or Foles or whoever they had back there just could never connect with them. So he'd have like, I'm sorry. They always went to Robinson. Well, yeah, but but even no, but they were trying to throw a bunch Uh, of deep routes, and they could never connect with them. He had like one of the high, the probably one of the most air yards that were you know not conceived uh, the whole season last year. So it made it seem to me like he was almost like a Deshaun Jackson type player. Um, This year, they uh, he again had buzz all through camp. Um, and, you know, the Bears start off horribly. But what I've seen lately is they're now using him all all levels of the field, not just deep, but he's yeah. doing intermediate routes. He's doing – they gave him a, a reverse this last game to run yeah. the ball. You know, so they're actually trying to find ways to put the ball in his hands. Again, this guy has great speed, you know, looking like he's – not the biggest guy, um, but showing his talent. So he's definitely somebody that you want to start to, you know, pay more attention to if you haven't done so already. Yeah. Commit another – um, player that they had high hopes for, a lot of buzz in the past. He was the first tight end drafted last year. I think out of Notre Dame. Um, I think they, he was more known as being a black a blocking tight end. But he's done pretty well lately too. I think I saw a quote where Nagy today was saying that um, um, he's taking the next step. Mm-hmm. Which you you like to hear coaches start to single out certain players. So that's good. Now as far as Justin Fields though, mm-hmm. I'm still not playing him. 
Because then you just alluded to it. They're not making design runs for him. And that's where I think the biggest value when we were even first considering picking up fields was. We thought he was going to be a Konami code type quarterback. If he's just a pocket passer and just, you know, finding players or whatever, I I, I still don't trust Nagy. I, I don't want to yeah. just, you know, attach myself to that yeah. offense. Because, yeah, they probably look good against the Steelers, but I would not be surprised they revert right back to the mean this yeah. next game. But if I start seeing them actually have him run the ball, like design RPOs, then you know I might consider actually picking him back up because once he with. once he gets both those sides figured out, that's when you have that yeah. high end, um, high floor, high ceiling yeah. type player. That's the way I see. And one quick comment on your uh, Darnell Mooney. This is like these are like comments that I like. I wish I would have heard in the off season, but I remember hearing them say on Monday Night Football that like you know Fields and Mooney really developed a relationship in the off season because. Mm. When Fields was trying to get, you know, a lot of work in after practice, Darnell Mooney, and remember, stayed this is when – Yeah, Darnell Mooney was the one who stayed around and caught balls with him. Mm. Uh, and so I'm, who knows how much of that was true, but it's little things like that to me that – like those things to me make a difference, mm-hmm. you yeah. know. Uh, and maybe sometimes we only hear about the positive ones, and so maybe, it, you know, it's a little bit biased, but, you know, that, that to me stood out because he really is the number one wide receiver in Chicago, at least right now. All right, so since this is technically 924 Central Time, waivers have run. Are y'all okay with talking about this Detroit uh, backfield? I mean, it's now? not live. We could have talked about it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, oh, my gosh. No, it's not that, they that, might that, that hear it by yeah, osmosis or something like that. Yeah, we can talk about it. All right, all right. So DeAndre Swift, obviously starting running back of the Detroit Lions. Looks like Jamal Williams. That was, that was a question for, for a little bit. Don't forget. Yeah, yeah, no. Yeah, it was well, questioning who the starting running back of the Lions were. I wasn't. You told me. You, I'm, y'all talking about, I'm talking about in general, in the world oh, of football. World. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, that was a little controversy for a second. Okay, yeah. Jamal Williams banged up, hasn't practiced this week. Who are you guys seeing as someone who could potentially have some fantasy value if Jamal Williams isn't there? You want to Go ahead. I mean, we both. We both I mean, everybody think. knows. Yeah, 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 everybody yeah. knows the answer. Yeah, we, yeah we're not, I mean, we're not the only. Let, let's let's not belabor that point. We yeah. know it's Jamar Jefferson, okay? But but yeah, exactly. We need to. What we really want to get to is we need to probably start valuing Jamar Jefferson a little higher than just your random running back for a couple mm-hmm. different reasons. For a few reasons. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. Number one, and this kind of a similar approach to how I looked at Dearness Johnson. And don't get it twisted. I, I I was kind of late to the Jamar Jefferson party. Um, if y'all recall from the last episode, I was talking about how I dropped my Jamal Williams shares um, because I was just I just didn't want Jamal Williams on my on my roster anymore. And when I heard that Jamal Williams was hurt, eh, maybe we're kind of you know burying the lead. Jamal Williams did not practice this week. They just come off a bye. He didn't yeah. play the last game. So you would think that coming off a bye, he would have had time to get healthy. Obviously, that didn't happen. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's a chance where Jamal Williams might not play this week. And there's a chance that this injury could be a lot more severe than what we initially were aware of. Um, but anyway, so with that being said, again, I was late to this party. But when I finally got to it, I started thinking about it the same way I was thinking about Dearness Johnson. This guy is a talented running back, um, very fast, um, high draft profile. And now he's one injury away. You know, he used to be two injuries away. He wasn't even getting clock on the team. Um, But now that Jamal Williams is gone, and we actually saw a play out last game. Jamal Williams didn't play the last game, and they actually gave him carries, and he scored a touchdown. So we've seen him now do it. 
We know he has a talent profile. And then let's talk about the starter who we know has injury concerns. He's been hurt many times. He's gone into games. I mean, we don't need to put that in the universe, but go ahead. I mean, but but it is what it is. He's gone to games questionable. He's had these groin issues. Um, so it would not be surprising if Swift gets hurt, you know. And if that does happen in Jamar Chase, you have this, I don't want to say league winner, but somebody that can really fill in a major need at the running back position that can put up a lot of points running and passing. Um, and right now you can get him for nothing. You know, yeah. so so Jamar Ch- or Jamar Jefferson, I'm sorry, is somebody definitely we are looking at right now and we're we're kind of we're, putting we're, a, we're not looking at, we're adding him. Yeah, we're but, adding him all over the place for yeah. as minimal as possible, but yeah. And to piggyback off of that too, again, kind of keeping with the theme in terms of like looking far ahead. Because I'm constantly looking far ahead, okay? This is how I differentiate. I don't differentiate in terms of in drafts, okay, let me try and get as crazy as possible. I differentiate in season, okay? Who are some guys that I can potentially pick up and be way overweight so that in the event the unforeseeable happens, I'm set up and I got it at low cost. So you mentioned so many different reasons why he could be a, an easy, great, even $1 ad right now. Yeah. And the, the other you know, other reason is kind of what we talked to and what we alluded to in, you know, throughout the pod, which is he plays on a very, very bad team. You know, I think this, they're undefeated, right? Or sorry, uh, they're winless. No one in game yet, yeah. yeah, they're winless. winless. So obviously they're not in a playoff hunt. So if DeAndre Swift, again, has a low ankle sprain, something that, you know, he may be able to, you know, most teams, you know, if they're in a hunt or in contention, would just play through. A team may just put him on IR. They may see, okay, let's see right. what this guy has just for the future. They have an offensive line that is above average, okay? They're going to be in constant negative game scripts, and we've seen what someone like Jamar or what like, uh, DeAndre Swift has done, as well as someone like uh, even Jamal Williams at, at times. So he's someone, like, especially in these tournaments where, you know, just add him. You never know when rosters lock. You know, that week 16, week 17 where – you know, someone has COVID or someone's just sitting out just to sit out, sitting out for personal reason. Who knows? You now have this one player on your bench that, you know, very few teams in the tournament have because he just didn't have a lot of value. Uh, Mention the other running back that you were Oh, yeah. And now, yeah, another the last so thing we're aware. So, you know, we're talking about Jamar Jefferson, but we still don't know because even in that game without Jamal Williams, there was another back that they gave some burn to as well. Uh, Godwin, I'm going to just say Godwin IG. I can't really pronounce his last name. And he's Nigerian, so I feel kind of <laughs> some type of way about that. But, uh, <laughs> but um, he, got, he got some run, both in, the, both in between, you know, with carries as well as in the passing game. And he looked okay, too. Now, I think, you know, Jamar Jefferson is probably the more sexier pick, but not 100% sure on, on, on who would get carries. I'm sure it will be divvied up to some degree. But, I, you know, at this point, you know, we're probably just going to go for the talent. Right. And I just want quickly to speak on the wide receivers for the Lions. Mm-hmm. Um, they start off the season with Tyrell Williams and Bernard Perriman. Both of those guys are now gone. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think they even had Geronimo Allison, maybe. I don't remember. But right now, the receivers that look like that are getting the most work have been Amon St. Brown and mm-hmm. Khalif Raymond. Yeah. You know, those are guys that's been getting, Even though both of those guys have burnt players the last two weeks, mm-hmm. Amon St. Brown a couple weeks ago had zero points. Yeah. And then last week or the last game, Khalif Raymond had zero points. Yeah. Uh, but when they've had games, they've had these great games. Mm-hmm. Uh, with that being said, they did just add Josh Reynolds recently. Mm-hmm. Um, that could throw a wrench into all of it because he has rapport with Jared Goff. Oh, great from call. Their, from great their call. Rams days. Mm-hmm. Um, he has, 
you know, he has talent. You know, we've seen him do things when he was with the Rams. Um, still young, you know, so probably has uh, – not probably, but definitely has way more size than, than your St. Brown or your Raymond. So – he might have a role, and he's somebody you can really get super cheap for nothing right now. Oh, if man. you want to, if you I wish you would have said that two hours ago. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about the. Green He'll Bay still Packers. be available yeah. on uh, next waiver run. Let's talk about the Green Bay Packers for a second. Listen, they have had a run of COVID. First, Devontae. Uh, Adams, then uh, Aaron Rodgers. I don't want to talk about Aaron Rodgers and his whole flap. Let's talk about that team in general. Do you guys think that with presuming that Aaron comes back, will Devontae Adams' you know, value go back to what it was when he was there? And then also, how do you guys see that backfield? Because A.J. Dillon doesn't look so bad to me. This is, I mean, so this is why I was so high on A.J. Dillon uh, early on is because, as again, as we we're kind of getting into colder months, uh, I think they're going to want to run the ball and establish the run. And to get... To, to get a little bit off topic, because I've been wanting to try to talk about this too as well. Uh, have you noticed that like good teams, so teams with a good head coach or teams with just sort of kind of, you know, uh, kind of a winning mentality, when a star player gets injured, especially a star offensive player, whether it's a running back, quarterback, wide receiver, or all three, mm-hmm. the defense sort of takes over. Mm-hmm. They basically, they, they sort of kind of, you know, say, okay, Y'all are hurt? All right, we got this. Mm-hmm. It's just happened over and over again. We've seen it with the Cleveland Browns. We've seen it with Green Bay the last few weeks. And so seen it with New Orleans we've seen bit. it with New Orleans all yeah. season. Yeah. So, and we, see, we just saw it with the Titans as well. Mm-hmm. So that's just one thing. So th- that defense is playing a lot better than, you know, with all the injuries that they've had. And they've had some devastating injuries to the D-line, to the, you know, defensive backfield, some really star key players, and has, they've just performed very, very well. So with that being said, with their defense performing at, at, at least an average level, uh, that allows them to be able to establish the run and run the ball uh, because their wide receiving core is still very limited. You know, mm-hmm. Maybe they may get OBJ, but it's still very limited. It's Devontae Adams and a bunch of just kind of, you know, so-so guys, okay? They even lost their star tight end. Yeah. So their running game is going to be a very a big part of what they do, and I think it's going to be both Dylan and Aaron Jones. And so before where I wasn't starting uh, A.J. Dillon, uh, you know, unless it was just out of absolute desperation, now he's, a, you know, he's flex-worthy because now – you may see a situation where he may also get the, you know, uh, some touches, uh, you know, as far as uh, targets and receptions out of the backfield. I it's think happened a little bit. Exactly. Yeah. And, but the biggest thing, this is the last thing, and this is what we need to see happen, which has not happened yet. He's not getting any goal line work. Mm-hmm. He's not yeah. getting any. They have not, he fumbled a couple of times. And I think there was some trust issue, but I think he's regained that trust. Mm-hmm. So if we start seeing him get some goal line carries. Then we working. I mean, you're always going to start Aaron Jones. I don't want to say anything negative about Aaron Jones. I don't know, man. I'd be a little concerned if I was an Aaron Jones owner. Yeah. Just mm-hmm. a little concerned yeah. because the where you were selecting him yeah. in drafts, of course, I'm talking about after the Aaron Rodgers news, yeah. um, but I saw him going as early as the back end of the first round. Um, and the way they're using him, he's almost becoming part of a, a real-life timeshare. He's going back to the Aaron Jones of before. Yeah, with yeah. Jamal Williams. <laughs> yeah, yeah Jamal back Williams, when the first, yeah, yeah. yeah. Jamal yeah. Williams was drafted before Aaron Jones, remember? Yeah. I don't know if y'all know that in the same no, draft. Um, but yeah, so 
if they're using AJ Dillon that much, and AJ Dillon has looked good, has we're not just talking about somebody that's just spelling yeah. a guy just because they want to rush the starter. But this guy's actually earning his carries. He's he's he even caught a touchdown pass not too long ago, a few weeks back. Um, he's the bigger back. I mean, that's not the question. Yeah. So I I would be slightly worried. Now we can start talking about contracts down the line and how teams kind of view that and how that kind of um, determines the decisions they make. Aaron Jones did sign an extension. Um, I don't know if it was this offseason, but last offseason. This offseason. But, yeah. but I think it was like a two-year extension. It's something that they possibly can get out of next year. And if that's the case, they have the incumbent right there ready. Yeah. You know, so you don't know what they're going to do, but but A.J. Dillon's look good. He looks like somebody you can put in your flex. And if Aaron Jones, you know, does happen to get hurt, you know, oh, my gosh. You League know, winner. League, League winner right there. Yeah, so let's talk about the Minnesota Vikings for a second because, listen, Dalvin Cook seems to be dealing with, I'm, I'm just going to say, a legal issue. It hasn't turned criminal yet. Um, we don't know what the league is going to do long term. Are you guys making any preparations in the event that Dalvin Cook goes out or gets man, suspended? This is this is fantasy football in 2021. What you preparations have, can you make though? Man, you got to have medical experts. You got to have legal experts. <laughs> you got to have people who are well versed in COVID, well versed in contracts. And, yeah, <laughs> I mean, I mean, but but my question is like, what, what can you do because his backup is rostered across the board? Right, yeah, you're you, not. You should have asked that hashtag stayed ready you're, from you're, the get go. You're not gonna you're not <laughs> yeah. gonna find Madison on any waiver wires, yeah. and most likely he was drafted across the board, so he was never even on yeah. the waiver wire to pick up. Now, if you're trying to say, okay, let's take the next step. Mm-hmm. The next step now is looking at the guy I was high on in the draft season was Kene Nwongwu, right? Who is a guy that was he at Minnesota? I don't. He I don't just remember. ran back a TD. Yeah, he just he ran, ran back a TD, touchdown yeah. for a kick. This guy's probably one of the fastest guys in the NFL. Yeah. He's a rookie, mm. and he started off the season on IR, so he didn't really have the time to get acclimated with the team going into the season. He might just now start to get his legs under him. Mm-hmm. Like Abby just said, he ran a touchdown recently. Um, you never know, you man. Never I'm know. telling you right now, man. If some and they and they got rid of Amir Abdullah exactly. Mm-hmm. So, so if 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 Alec, if, if if Darren Cook or if Dalvin Cook is somehow like whatever reason is not playing, I mean Alexander Madison is getting the far majority of the work. I'm sure they'll bring someone in, but he, you know, that this is a this is a this is a, a system where whoever the lead back is, they get the work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they've shown that. So. I 100% if Dalvin Cook like is suspended or is out an extended period of time, I'm 100% picking up whoever the next backup is. Yeah. You have to. You have to. Yeah. I mean, that's that's cuz again, Madison is not out there. So that's that's a mute yeah. point at this point. All right, guys, let's keep moving. I want to go to the AFC South. Oh, Conklin. Let's- nice call. Conklin. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 The tight end whisper. Yeah, man. Uh, let's talk about the AFC South. Tennessee has, I mean, that division in a stranglehold. Let's talk about, listen, King Henry is out. Everyone rushed to go pick up Adrian Peterson. And McNichols. McNichols is still there. How do you guys see that backfield kind of shaking out? Uh, I want no parts of it. So, for, number one, before I forget, uh, mm-hmm. Tennessee Titans defense, that's probably one of my most added teams. Just go look at their schedule. 
uh, pretty nice. And again, I just kind of talked about how sometimes, you know, you lose a star player mm-hmm. and uh, a winning team has to try to figure out a way to sort of kind of continue that their winning ways. And sometimes that means that defense gets stronger and the defense has just been playing well. They're just very well coached, very well schemed. Uh, and sometimes it's just, you know, in the right situation, uh, the right momentum, they can be very elite. And I think they're going to be playing the likes of Jacksonville, the Texans, I would, Miami. So I, I would only say be beware of their secondary. Oh, yeah. They have they, a weak secondary. Kevin Bird is, is balling. Oh, yeah, he's balling. But their corners are not the greatest. Yeah. Um, they got Xavier Rose. I mean, he's kind of been in and out. No, no, no sorry. The, he's, on, he's on the coach. That's the coach, yeah. They don't really have anybody yeah. in their backfield. Yeah. Because they got rid of Logan Ryan yeah. and a Dory Jackson and a Malik, yeah. but- I mean Malcolm Butler. But what they do because of that is their D line has just been a lot better than. What oh yeah. Were. So they, Jeffrey they, Simmons. Yeah. So they basically they just rush four. Yeah. And then everybody goes back into coverage. Yeah. And they get pressure with just their four. So that's right. why it kind of you know kind of works out. I mean, out. It's, it's just yeah. a well coached team. Yeah. Just a well well coached team. team. But yeah, in terms of the backfield, you know, we picked up McNichols before. So as soon as Darrington no, Evans, we were on Darrington Evans yeah, and then all year. Yeah. All Every year time we're, we're like, oh, Darrington you're going to waiver yeah. like, like Adam. Trying, just then, waiting it out. Then he went he went on IR for the second time, and obviously that meant his season came to an end. Yeah. So as soon as that happened, like that was literally Saturday we found out. Sunday we picked up McNichols just preemptively. Uh, but to answer your question, uh, I really, you know, I'm not really looking at any of these guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, if anything, you know, if I had to, like, take a random guess, it'd probably be on Dante Foreman. I think mm-hmm. he's, he, he's looked the best. He's probably got the most juice. My issue with him is just from a, uh, a football IQ standpoint, mm-hmm. he's, he's just lacking. I think that's why he kind of bounces around from the team to team in terms of pass protection, in terms of just knowing the plays. There were a couple of just, like, if you watched the game when he was in, there was just a couple plays. I think it was a bootleg. And or it was, maybe it was an, I think it was an end around mm-hmm. uh, or a reverse, and it just seemed like he was kind of not sure where to go, and he just missed a very easy block, you know. Uh, I think it was on Jalen Ramsey, mm-hmm. and Jalen Ramsey just blew up the play, and mm-hmm. it's just plays like that where it's just like, oh, this is probably why this guy doesn't get a lot of burn, but the talent is there, you know. Yeah, and maybe. then he had one where he like, you know. Excellent burst through the hole, and then he tried to like sidestep or cut, you know, do a cut to the left, and then just kind of tripped on his own feet. Yeah. You know, just yeah. like you know, little random things like that. But I think he's the most has the most burst, has the most talent. Well, I'm, I'm most still suited in between the tackles. I'm still going with AP. Yeah, I still think that offense is made for the type of runner AP is, hmm. and I think he he got the most carries his last game. He scored the goal line touchdown in that offense. You know, especially if they actually have a game script where they're just like. Yeah. Say, okay, let's burn the clock. Let's lean on the run like they've done in the past. I think all of that will, will go to AP. Foreman does look a little bit more explosive. Foreman has come off of an Achilles injury, um, and he's kind of bounced around. He hasn't been able to latch on to any team. Mm-hmm. So he's being added on the Titans due to necessity. I don't think so much as it is talent. And he's been there before, though. Yeah, he has been there. But, again, they let sure. him go, though. Yeah, He's been there before, and they let him go. And McNichols himself has been somebody that's bounced around. I think he was drafted by the Bucks, went to the, the Rams or, or some, one of those uh, – the 49ers, I believe, mm-hmm. and then eventually. So all these guys are almost like journeymen now, including AP, I guess you could say at this point. Yeah. Um, I mean, Nichols did get a goal line carry, though, too. Yeah, yeah. So, but we'll see. I don't know. It's, it's, a, tough, it's a tough one. But I, I, would, I would go AP just yeah. at the moment. But let's stay on running backs for a second. Jacksonville Jaguars. Robinson. Oh, sorry. Up. Real quick. Sorry. Sorry to keep mm-hmm. interrupting. Uh, Tennessee, the, the tight end to own is just Wayne. It's not – 
you know, it's not Pruitt. It's definitely not Anthony Ferguson. God, man, what yeah. the hell? But Jeff Swain, that, that's the one. Like, if you're like real, like in a real, real pinch, tight end premium, like he's the one that you that you want. Go ahead. All right, All right. so let's talk about uh, Robinson banged up. Carlos Hyde, you know, started last game. Didn't have the type of outing that I wanted to see. He didn't have a type of volume? Outing. Oh, outing, okay. Because he had a lot of volume. A lot of volume. He just didn't do much with it. Yeah, but but remember, you were also saying yourself, he went against the number one running defense. That's fair. That's fair. You know what killed him that game, though? What? If the Bills would have done what the Bills were supposed to do, which is go in and, you know, be up by double digits, Mm -hmm. he would have gotten – a targets. fair amount of targets. Yeah. What killed him that game was that he got he didn't get targets. He was actually getting burned the clock outside. He got what did he get like 25? 22 touches. 22 touches. Yeah. They were all carries. Yeah. But he got yeah. 22 touches. And the in the week before he got he had like five or six, seven targets right. in a game. So that's what killed you. And you can't I mean, if so if you tell me Carlos Hyde gonna get twenty two touches against yeah. the Buffalo Bills, I'm probably gonna, you know, take the odds and start him. Yeah. So I want to quickly move on. Let's talk about the coach. But wait, real quick, before we go on, I think James Robinson didn't practice today, which means Carlos Hyde might still have value this week. I, th- I think they expect him back this week. They expect. Be they can expect all they want. Yeah, be careful. They can expect all they want. You know what? This is actually a good point, and I think I've like learned to do this, and I just figured this out. Like, mm-hmm. You can Google pack practice reports. Mm-hmm. Like they put like this stuff is just ready to be, and you can Google inactives. You don't want to wait on Schefter or like or like you know try and sift through like what they cherry pick and decide what's relevant for us. There's so much out there. So like what I've been doing now is I just Google Buffalo Bills inactives week nine, and you get to see everyone. And there's some mm. that are like provide a compiled list for you. Like that's next level. That's what we should be doing, and we should be doing the same thing with practice reports. Who's not practicing mm-hmm. Wednesday? And then who also didn't practice Thursday and then specifically the Friday? Big one is Friday? Yeah. yeah. Look, now, we but, need to but, go through practice reports. So, real that's, quick that's about important. those practice reports, those Friday practices, those mm-hmm. are really just walkthroughs. Just walkthroughs. Yeah. You know? yeah. So, that's even then, if I see somebody like. But if you can't go through a question, walkthrough? Right. No, if yeah, you can't yeah. go through a walkthrough, <laughs> oh, if you can't go through a walkthrough, you're yeah. really, really hurt. Yeah. yeah. But if a guy misses Wednesday and Thursday and then AC comes back, you know. Uh, he did minimal work or what yeah. they call it, mm-hmm. limited, limited, limited on limited Friday. Practice. I'm starting like I'm still a little like eh, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, you yeah. know. Yeah. Um, At least it gives you some idea, right? Because because if they're going through the walkthrough, that means they probably expecting to be part of the game plan to yeah. some extent. Like mm-hmm. if you're not going to be part of the game plan, there's no point in you going through the walkthrough. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it gives you a little bit of you know hope, but still you just still have to be cautious mm-hmm. in that in that aspect. Is Naheem Hines flex worthy? No, I ain't doing it. No, he is. He looked good last week. You do need to stash him because I do think if Jonathan Taylor goes down, that he's going to have a significant role. I don't think he's going to take over the Jonathan Taylor role, but they're going to play Marlon Mack too, though. They'll play exactly. Mm -hmm. They'll play Marlon Mack, but but Naheem Hines is going to be a significant part of that game. They just played. I mean, a terrible. Jets team. At least that night they were very, very right. bad. That yeah. night they were very, very bad against the run. So, and he looked good from these these splash plays. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's not like he looked good because he was getting a, b- a bunch of work and he yeah. was just like killing it. Yeah. But he had that big long run where he took it to the left and mm-hmm. just burnt everybody. Yeah. And then he had that long pass. Um, now, of course, that's that's still points. So I'm not taking that away. It's just the the fact that prior to that game his workload wasn't very high at all. So you can't trust it. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, so no, I'm not. I'm not playing highs like that. Should should fantasy owners consider Tyrod Taylor? 
as a quarterback to maybe stab. Man, hell no. Nah, don't and do this it. This dude, yeah. man, you literally like this was like if there was ever a game where like you were needed. Mm-hmm. If there was ever a game where you were needed, Tyrod. Maybe he's still was, hurt. Say what? Maybe he's still hurt. Man, he wasn't hurt, man. That was that was Tyrod. <laughs> he looked, he looked real bad. He, <laughs> he didn't look anywhere like he looked the first two games. Yeah. But this is the thing about Tyrod, and we and we kind of talked about it in the group chat, is that, you know, I'm not going to put too much into one game because anything could happen. We saw we saw how bad uh, Josh Allen looked. We've seen how bad Mahomes looked. We've seen a lot of quarterbacks, you know, look yeah, bad. Everybody's looked bad at some point this year. But the issue with Tyrod is, again, going back to our theme of this show, he's on a losing team. Mm-hmm. How long do you think they're going to keep him in the starting lineup? They are on by. Do you really, you know, if they come he out He has of one of those contracts, start. too, where if he plays a certain percentage of the snaps – he gets a certain amount of money. Yeah. So the team could easily be like, you know, well, yeah. let's not get a pack, especially yeah. if we don't need him. And, and, there's there's and no reason for him to play. Especially if he doesn't look that much better than there's right. no reason for him to play. play. Rookie, and, you know. you know, the sad part, this is really the sad part. You're burying the lead with this one. Scotty yeah. Phillips. Oh, yeah. This, you know, we've yeah. t- we, yeah. we been talking about Scotty Phillips for the last few weeks. Uh, and this is probably going to be the episode where we talked about how much Scotty Phillips we've yep. added across yeah. the board. Yeah, I did. Because the idea of him, like, taking over the last few weeks – Again, on a bad team where you wanted to look. And there were actually reports coming out that that was the plan, is to give Scotty Phillips some burn and to see yeah. how he looks, mm-hmm. see if he was a future of that, of that backfield. Again, in a tournament like the FFPC, those are the types of players that you want on your team and then to find him, you know, end up on IR. But you, you move on. Yeah. And if we're moving on. Well, how long is he going to be on IR, though? It's out. Actually, you know what? Cut this. Because in the event that he comes off of IR, no, but Before. but but <laughs> and I'm what, not cutting what, <laughs> what I'm trying to get at is you now yeah. need to start looking the way you're viewing mm-hmm. uh, Phillips. Yeah, you need to take that same view and put it on Royce Freeman. Uh, I don't mm. know. You might not like it, but let me tell you something. They're the exact same age, and Royce seen, Freeman man. has the higher draft capital. Yeah, Royce Freeman, you would think is a t- more talented back. Hmm. Yeah, I'm just saying. If if yeah. if the Texans were trying to what we're saying they were trying probably going to yeah. probably try to do mm-hmm. look at a player at the end of the season when they're yeah. not winning and mm-hmm. just see what they have. Royce Freeman is a, a, a yeah. unrestricted free agent after this season. Mm-hmm. Why do they put a claim in for him? Yeah, they they yeah. only have what six more games with him. Yeah, the way we were looking at Phillips, they're probably going to want to use Freeman the same right. exact way. And again, you would think Freeman is more talented because he was a yeah. was second, third round pick yeah. a few years back. Yeah, I had. That, we just have this, yeah, this yeah, sour I, taste I, about. I Freeman. mean, I, I had the same reaction when you, you were saying, you know, that same thing about uh, about Mark Ingram and about you know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, you yeah. know, you just, you just think, like, sometimes you just don't want players to, like, be the one. Yeah. And sometimes they <laughs> are the one. <laughs> so, you, you're probably right about that. It just, I'll, it's just I'll, roles. I'll, I'll consider you it. know, it's just roles. And, and, and the thing with the Texans, number one, they're on bye week, so nobody's trying to pick them up right now. Yeah. And number two, nobody likes the Texans, so all of them are always going to be free. Yeah. You can, like, you can literally drop them and add them each week if you want, <laughs> right. and nobody's going to impede your progress. So right. Right. We're not advocating anymore. Yeah, don't do that at all. Yeah, we're not advocating that <laughs> But anymore. if you were to add, I mean, just, Freeman's out there. That's all I'm saying. Keep an eye out. Keep yeah, an keep an eye out. out about you just that. need one, of the, one or two of those guys to, like, get injured. Mm-hmm. Or go down or, like, you know, be on IR. Like Phil Lindsay. I mean, um, Scott Phillips just got hurt. Yeah. Yeah. But it's still three, four. Well, the thing with the Texans, they don't want to have a two-man or one-man thing. They yeah. want to have 
a committee. Yeah, so just so one goes down, it's like cut off the head, you know, three more grow type things. So. Yeah, yeah, just, yeah, just avoid. So let's talk about the NFC South. Is it okay if I drop Mike Davis now? I yes, yeah. yes. Because it's, it's C. Patterson season. This yes. is, that's the sabotage drop. Where you like you dropping it, and then and then one of your lead mates is like, "Oh, Mike Davis, let me let me pick him up." And then they get in the pinch and they start him. You like, yes. you know, I've been doing that. Too. No, yes, I, I do. We're gonna do that with Kenny Galladay. Yes, I don't do that so they can so they can play him because you know if they're if they're smart they wouldn't play him. But I guess that that's a good point. But I do that because I want to. I want to throw somebody out so they can try to pick them up and drop somebody. Uh, yeah, yeah, I want to yeah, see who they're yeah, going to drop. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's like I'm throwing bait out there. Oh, man, that's like next level. I need to start. I need, that's that's that next, level next level my game. Yeah, that's next level. <laughs> no, who next can level. I drop? I'm going to yeah. drop all, all these yeah. sabotage players. <laughs> One of the biggest questions in fantasy football and managing a team is who to drop, bro. Yeah. Like, that's yeah, something that yeah. nobody ever talks about. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. know, because you have all these players. Because here's, here's one thing. It's this, this psychological issue we all have is when you have that guy – that in week one or week two are these high like waiver ads because mm-hmm. they had this crazy game to start the season off. Yeah, how long do you hold that player till you realize you know what that was a one off? It's not yeah. happening anymore. It's tough. But it's yeah. hard because once you've seen it once, yeah. you can't just let yeah. him go. Yeah, it's tough. Like it's tough. you, you're like, nah, it might happen again. Well, who are you yeah. dropping this week? I already named it. I'm dropping Kelly Galladay. He he was one guy that, oh, I, that I dropped. And the well, FFPC. I dropped players all through the season. So, you know, like I said last episode, I dropped my Jamal Williams. Jamal, I did drop some Robbie Anderson uh, recently. I yeah. should have dropped him a week ago. I think I, I think I put that inside the group chat. I was like, yeah. I am out of the Robbie, yeah, Anderson, Robbie Anderson. But I'm out. But count now PJ Walker is going to be starting for like the next do five we, to do six Did we talk weeks. about the Washington football team? Yeah. Okay. I want to get back to that in a second. Like right. right now. Too. But wait, P.J. Walker's going to be starting. And P.J. Yeah. Walker played with Robbie Anderson at Temple. Oh, did he? Oh, yeah, he did. I, I, he, didn't he, did. he, right? He did. But Under Robbie the same just looks bad. I'm just saying. I guess, yeah. He does look bad. But who knows? I mean, Robbie, may, Robbie may look bad because of his bad quarterback. I told y'all. I told y'all, Sam. Yeah. 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 He was like, I was like, but P.J. Walker, don't hey, it. hey, yeah. don't sleep. P.J. Walker looks pretty bad, too. He but, does look bad. He but does. going back to the Washington football team. Mm-hmm. To bring up who we were dropping, I was dropping Seals Jones Drew, uh, Seals Jones. Yeah, mm. Logan Thomas practiced last week. Oh, yeah, I dropped he was supposed here. to come off of IR this yeah, week. Yeah, yeah, Logan Thomas, they news report came out uh, today that after, uh, after Monday's practice, he's a little sore. Mm. So they're going to determine if they're going to even designate him to come out on Friday. Uh, so, do you know what I did? Uh, I, I picked up Ricky Seals <laughs> everywhere, <laughs> and, and you know what's crazy? He was available. Everywhere. Everywhere. It's like yeah. everybody all felt like, you know what? Logan Thomas is back. Yeah. I don't need this guy. Yeah. yeah. That's a good one. Adding good him one. everywhere. That's oh, you, y'all didn't know about that? No, no we didn't. No. Oh, that's right. a great thing. No. Convenient that you waited until right. now. Right. I didn't know y'all didn't know. <laughs> right. I didn't know y'all didn't know. I didn't know. Hey, I didn't know y'all. I thought you were on top of that one. But yeah. Always trying to get I just want to mention that. Y'all always trying to get an advantage, even over us. Right. I don't think that we ain't different from y'all. I added him on main event team. I tried to. Oh, you did? Yeah, I tried to. So if you would have looked at it, you would have saw it. Oh, I did see that. I thought that was an accident. I thought no. I did that on accident. I took him off. <laughs> you took him off? I was like, why is he here? Oh, <laughs> oh man. Oh, yeah, that's why I added him. Oh, man. So Let's talk about the New Orleans Saints, man. Listen, how long is Sean Payton going to just bite the bullet and just start Taysom Hill, man? Like, he just needs to start Taysom 
He's the best quarterback. Man, y'all got it. Y'all might have to know. just realize that maybe Sean Payton sees something that we ain't seeing in Taysom Hill that he just doesn't like. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Maybe it's just that simple. I, I, I completely agree. So, again, we we said it for the last few pods. Like, the Saints have an excellent defense. Mm-hmm. They have an excellent offensive line. They have a very, very good run game. And they're just going to clock manage and go old school football and try to win games that way and they've been doing a good job i think i think they're on borrowed time man they are but yeah but they're doing it just this is this floor is gonna fall out guess what sean payton knows that the rest of the nfl and the rest of the general public is aware of what his roster looks like people really aren't looking at defensive players they're not looking at offensive line they're looking at quarterback and wide receivers Mm -hmm. so they know michael thomas is out they know drew Brees is injured they know he had injured wide receivers so they know not to expect much from him Mm -hmm. if he gets this team into the playoffs he gets to say, look what I did with this team. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's anything, all he's trying to do. Anything can happen in the playoffs, that's all, And that's all he's trying to yeah. do is get this team into the playoffs. So if he feels like Trevor Simeon gives him the best, then he'll do that. Now, I think Trevor, Trevor Simeon is a just a ticking time bomb because mm-hmm. uh, he's just shown us that in the past. And I think if you want to go old school, I think Taysom Hill may provide you a little bit better – uh, you know, then he just call Cam. Option. Like call Cam now, yeah. So Cam can get be practicing now, yeah. Learn yeah. whatever he needs to learn. So when you yeah. finally are just fed up, you don't have to go through this whole process. Now, of I mean, you know, person there. And Hill was coming off of a concussion, and I know people were saying, okay, why was he in there doing other things when you know, like blocking and running routes and stuff like that. But, but who knows? I'm gonna hold on for one more week, see what happens. Did, did they, they have lose us last starter? week? They lost us last they week. They lost right? us last week. How, how many games back are they from the Bucks? Like uh, shouldn't be that. that I would think it's like a game or two because the Bucks the lost t- twice yeah. as well. Yeah. So I'm just trying to think for them to get in the playoffs. They're too, they're, you think they can overtake the Bucks? I, they they're have five a good and chance. Three, so. They have a good chance of making the playoffs in uh, in that division. If, if they if they don't win the division, are you saying they they can get a wild card spot? Oh yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. They don't need to win the division. And remember, there's an extra spot this year, so yeah. I don't think they have to win the division to uh, to make the playoffs. Right. Extra spot was last year too, right? This is the second year they're doing it, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, this is the first year oh, they're doing it. No, this is the second year. Oh, is uh, it? I can't remember. Yeah, it was. It's the second year. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. Uh, with the Saints, let's not let's not get past or ignore what we were talking about before we started recording mm-hmm. with the running back situation. Yeah. With Kamara being hurt right now, which is what we're hearing is uh, a maybe high ankle high ankle sprain. I've seen a report where they said it was a knee injury. I don't know. Y'all know how I feel about injury reports. All I know is he didn't practice today, which means he's most likely hurt. Mm-hmm. Um, the severity of it, we don't know. Times like this are the best times to make your moves. Yeah. Because because there's so much ambiguity around it all, nobody's rushing to make these drastic moves. Mm-hmm. You can really think about how you want to approach it. Yeah. And, you know, the first stock, Kamara injury, everybody says, okay, well, Ingram is the guy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I get it. Ingram's the guy. The problem with Ingram is most likely he's been picked up everywhere. So, again, what do we have to do? We have to think about that next guy. At the moment, who's the next guy? We really don't know. We, we were talking about, before we started recording, Tony Jones. Why? Because to start the season, Tony Jones was the direct handcuff to Kamara. Uh, that's what we assumed. Um, and it actually was playing out that way. Unfortunately, Tony Jones got hurt, an uh, ankle injury, mm-hmm. what you were saying. They put him on IR, but that was like three, four weeks ago. Uh, I was saying so earlier that... You know, it should be close to time for him to possibly come back. The only problem is we haven't heard him practicing or anything. We haven't heard any yeah. news on Tony Jones. And he's a low-key guy. So with those types of things, sometimes they just don't report They don't really him. talk about it. So maybe we need to do a little deeper dive into it. But um, if if we hear Kamara's injury is a lot worse than what 
we assume at the moment. Tony Jones, especially if they're starting to talk about him maybe coming back soon, is the is the target. If Tony Jones is not the target for whatever reason, mm-hmm. we all need to do a very deep research dive and to figure out who the next guy is. Mm-hmm. Cause that guy is gonna have extreme value and that guy is totally free right now. Mm-hmm. You you can't wait on players like this. We know the type of offense the Saints run. Um Ingram now Ingram has been a tank. No, I think two years ago he was hurt with the Ravens. But besides that, Ingram has been pretty healthy, but anything can happen. And he seems to have new wins since he's gone back. He does. He does. But can he can he handle a full workload? Yeah, I don't know. I don't a know full either. workload? Yeah. For like a game or two probably, but you know, not they're not gonna want him out there extended uh, an extended period of time. Yeah, especially if they have playoff aspirations. Yeah. They want to keep him as fresh as they can as long as they can. Um so yeah. We I mean if it's Tony Jones, great. Um, if not, we need to, we need to figure out who that next guy is. Mm-hmm. Speaking of uh, fresh, is Chris Godwin banged up? Yeah, foot injury. So if Chris Godwin is banged up, it looks like uh, Antonio Brown is banged up as well. Yeah, he's still out. Who's gonna fill in uh, the you know like that role so, in the receiving core? So there's several guys that can fill the role, and you forgot to mention Gronk too. Gronk is going come back. He's having yeah. back issues, which they signed or they added a Darren Fells to the practice squad, mm-hmm. former Texans, former Lion, that yeah. they're going to hope uh, he potentially. He got a mercy release. Um, yeah, exactly. I like that mercy release. But they're going to activate him to the active roster soon, which probably is not that great news for Gronk. But anyway, going back to the receivers, mm-hmm. you have Scotty Miller, who's been on IR, who he's talking like he wants to come back, who has, who has this great rapport with Brady. Seems like they've had these – Great mm-hmm. plays where Brady's hit him deep. Um, so he's an option. Small little uh, white guy. Um, you have um, Tyson. No, not Tyson. Tyron Johnson. Yeah. Is that how you say it? Ty. Yeah, yeah. Ty Johnson. Ty, T. Johnson. Yeah. Um, this guy somebody that was a great college producer. Uh, was drafted late. Um, didn't get much work last year. Maybe he just wasn't. He didn't have a good grasp of the playbook or anything like that. But he's gotten in a little bit this season. He's done pretty okay when he's been out there. Mm-hmm. So he's an option. The rookie that they have from North Texas, who's one of the most productive receivers in college last year, was is Jalen Darden. Mm-hmm. Small, super fast guy. I think he's run a little bit of kick return. and I've seen him put him out there a little bit for passing work as well. So with all that being said, and there might even – oh, oh, I forgot to mention, um, Brashad Perriman. Mm, they just, just signed him him. this yeah, week, yeah, yeah. and he played with him. the Bucks two years back. It wasn't with Brady; it was with Jameis. But he played with them, and he actually had a good back end of the season that, that year, which actually he was able to parlay into a couple more contracts. Um, so, with all that being said, it can literally be anybody. For me, though, I'm just looking at Evans like, let's go. Yeah, you know, Evans is about to eat. You know, um, but. It is good to know the other guys because one of those guys is probably going to have value, and you can take a shot at any of them, and they're all free right now. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I like that Tampa Bay offense. Obviously, I have a lot of uh, Lenny. Um, it seems like he's taking over that backfield. I'm seeing Rojo being dropped. Are you guys dropping Rojo? No, I'm uh, I'm adding him. That's, that's an offense where yeah. I want the lead hmm. running back um, because if – if Fournette goes down, then it's Rojo's job. Yeah, and you're in an mm-hmm. offense that like is near the goal line. He's a one injury away player, times. basically. Yeah, they're they're in the red zone multiple times a game, and mm-hmm. he has big 
play capability. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. he can break off a 60, 70-yarder in that offense. Yeah. So yeah. I've seen him dropped a few times. Yeah, I, yeah. I mean, you, 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 if you got to drop him, you got to drop yeah. him. But yeah. He's a he's a, he's a ad for me in, in, in many situations. Yeah, I didn't really have many shares of him in the first place, but I, I've tried to scoop him up a few places here and there when I've seen him. I can't find any news on Tony Jones. It's not going to be out there. Like, nothing <laughs> as far as practice. It's not going like to be nothing. out there. And let's move to the AFC West. Listen, Deshaun Jackson Deshaun Jackson signs with the Las Vegas Raiders. Is that relevant at all? Are you guys picking up Deshaun? I think it's relevant because obviously given uh, the loss of Henry Ruggs, they were looking for someone to fill that position. Mm-hmm. Uh, Deshaun Jackson asked and requested for a release from the Rams for uh, obvious reasons. You know, That's a winning team with Super Bowl aspirations. He felt like he wasn't getting enough time there, so – I, you know, that's, you know, I'm assuming here, but I'm assuming that, you know, when he talked with them, he talked about having a meaningful, meaningful role. role. Mm-hmm. And so Ruggs, you know, he wasn't someone where he was like a, a you know, a must start flex or a fixture in my lineups. But, you know, Deshaun Jackson has not gotten hurt this year. And when healthy, when given targets, that he, he can still get open, mm-hmm. you know, and, and Derek Carr, you know, the last few years has been throwing it deep. And so I do see that as a part of the offense. Uh, and, uh, you know, he's, he's someone who's kind of worth a, a stash where if you're, in a, again, in a, a bind and you need someone to kind of give you some upside, uh, I'm not opposed to just trying to see what it is. But he's not a priority ad for me. All right. Yeah. Well, the, the point that you made, which I totally agree with, is the fact that he did request to be released from the Rams because he wasn't being involved as much. So you would think the next team he chose, he would try to make sure that was a priority. Mm-hmm. So, And also on top of that, none of the Raiders receivers, unless you want to consider Darren Waller a receiver, but none of them have really taken a hold of, the, of that wide receiver one mm-hmm. position. Honestly, the best one out of all of them has, has been Hunter Renfro. Yeah. Hunter Renfro is a strictly possession, volume, you know, intermediate move the chains type receiver. Mm-hmm. He's not somebody that you're going to expect to go deep. He's not somebody you expect to play the role as your wide receiver one. Um, even though Deshaun's not that either, but Deshaun, you know, he's played that in the past. You know, mm-hmm. we've seen it. You know, he's older now, but he's still a scary threat on the offensive side of the ball. Um, and let's and let's be honest. I mean, it wasn't like Ruggs was like playing better, but he yeah. still he still like you know he hasn't like he's nowhere near what his like number one right or mm-hmm. what they expected. So you have a vet in Deshaun who like can get open. Right. You know he's not gonna have a lot of the issues that Ruggs had as far and, as and, separating from And DBs. you would also think he's motivated to, to some extent. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, just for the simple fact that, you know, he didn't like how things were being played out. He he made a call like, I don't want to be here anymore. Mm-hmm. Let me go somewhere else. Now that I'm somewhere else, I'm going to show y'all what I, I could have been for you all. Mm-hmm. And, um, I mean, yeah. So. So, this is the first week that I finally started to sort of unload some of my, some of my Peyton Barber shares. Are you guys still holding on to him? Man, let him go. <laughs> he was so. This is the thing with some of these guys, like, and this is with fantasy football in general with with a lot of players. Like, week six through week seven, this could be like a must add player. Get him, you know, start him if you can, and then week nine, week ten, like, this is an easy drop player mm-hmm. and for him for me it was a couple of different reasons i think uh john gruden being fired was a huge one because john gruden uh basically had kenyon drake kenyon drake in his doghouse right. he did not like kenyon drake and that's why you saw peyton barber get run mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. and you could hear it in the press conferences when they would ask him about, okay, how's Kenyon Drake going to fill in for uh, Josh Jacobs? And then he would just start talking about, oh, well, Peyton Barber this, Peyton Barber that, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. So now Gruden's gone. You know, this new coaching staff, as you see, much prefers Kenyon Drake. So if Josh Jacobs goes down, it's going to be Drake. Uh, mm. So right now, like, it, isn't it? Barber is actually a good example of what I was referring to earlier about that, that player to drop, like the player that had that great week. Mm-hmm. So you've seen it, and then you have this hard time deciding when you can drop him because you're still kind of keeping hope for that, that type of performance again. But here's the thing with Barber, and he's right as far as how the new coach probably tends to prefer Drake. Mm-hmm. Um, but not only that, but Barber has been a healthy scratch, and Jalen Richard has been the one uh-huh. that's actually been playing the, the running mm-hmm. back three role. Now, it might be due to a little bit of special teams. I, I'm not sure. Uh, but, you know, you can't – because Jalen Richard started the season on the IR. So he wasn't even available f- for them when they brought in Barber. Mm-hmm. So it could be a situation where even if Jacobs gets hurt uh, or, or, or and J- Drake gets hurt, he ends up being Richard that becomes the main guy, not Barber. So Barber has hmm. almost three injuries he has to get through now. Um, so, no, I'm, I'm letting go of Barber. So let him go? Yeah. All right, so let's talk about the Kansas City Chiefs. I think that they're going to turn it, turn it around. I want to speculate a little bit. What would the Chiefs look like if Odell decides to go to Kansas City? No different. No different. This is not an Odell issue. This is not an issue that, they, oh, their wide receivers aren't that good and it's just uh, they only have Hill and Kelsey and teams are taking them out. That's not an issue. This is a Mahomes issue. Mm. Watch Mahomes play. He is missing, you know, He's being erratic in the pocket. His, he's missing wide open guys in the intermediate routes, in the flats. He's not taking what the defense is giving them. And they're just not running the ball the way that they should. Teams are just basically saying, like, and everyone's been talking about this, and we mentioned this, I don't know how long ago. Mm-hmm. Teams are, you know, too deep safety. No, we're not letting you do these play action passes and set us up to, you know, throw the ball over our heads. No longer. Work for it. Yeah. Work for it, you know. Yeah. Matriculate the ball down the field. Take these dump offs. Yeah. Dink and dime on us. Okay? We'll, we'll take that. He doesn't want to do it for whatever reason. And then he's missing. I mean, literally, he's missing guys, you know, that are just wide open in the middle of the field. There was one play where, like, he just threw a bomb into, like, triple coverage yeah. to Tyreek Hill. And Kelsey's just in the middle of the field, like, and his head just, like, goes, you know, yeah. <laughs> his behind him. Yeah. Like, like, wh- like, he could have easily. And it was, like, a 15, 20-yard game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It wasn't even like it was, like, a five-yard flat. He's addicted to the big play. I mean, and you have to, you have to, you know, they haven't had a bye week, so sometimes I think that helps out as well. Mm-hmm. But this can only go on for so long before coaches are like, look, do this. Or before, like, a player is like, okay, like, this is just not working. I'm looking terrible. I got to. Yeah. So this is just one of those situations where, like, this is a bad quarter for them, mm-hmm. but I do anticipate things to improve. I anticipate them to – they don't have – you don't have to have a great running game to, to, to get balanced. You just need to run, okay? Whether or not you're very successful at it or not, just run. Take what the defenses are giving you. And the defenses are giving you these little dump-offs to the running backs, mm-hmm. these, you know, these you know, short and intermediate routes. If they're allowing – they're only rushing four – and, and you need to, you know, run a couple of draws or, you know, or, 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 or run in between the tackles a little bit more often, then take it. And I think they will move to that. Uh, but, again, we're, we're assuming here. But this is just usually, to me, the par for the course for NFL teams. Defenses catch up. Offenses become aware. They adjust. 
and then you know things kind of revert back to to what they were. He's too talented. They have too many talented weapons. They have a very offensive-minded uh, head coach who obviously has a long uh, and extensive history in the league of succeeding on the offensive side of the ball. Mm-hmm. Hey, they'll, they'll figure things out. I think Odell's going to help him out. I think he'll help mm-hmm. out that offense just because he's another threat. I mean, besides Tyreek and, and Kels, um, Hardeman doesn't scare me. I mean, and he has super speed mm-hmm. that should scare every defense, but I don't think anybody really cares. They don't even really give him that much work. Demarcus Robinson, who shouldn't be somebody that teams should be scared of, gets a fair amount of work. And then mm-hmm. Byron Pringle's been showing pretty well lately too. Mm-hmm. Put somebody like Odell on that t- on that offense. Yeah, I know defenses probably haven't had to pay attention to him as much in the, as of recent when he's with the Browns, but – for what I've seen, he still looks good. He still can get open. Mm-hmm. Um, drops have been an issue. I don't know if that's due to motivation. Remember, Randy Moss had a lot of drops when he was with the Raiders. Mm-hmm. Um, but if he goes there and he has this, he's rejuvenated, I think he can really open up that offense and make them exciting again. Because I think I was hearing on the telecast, they're not exciting anymore. You yeah. know, you're not seeing any. I mean, Mahomes is trying. But in the past, it didn't feel like they were trying. It just felt like everything was always open. It's you know, everything easy. was just so simple but for that's them. That's the thing. is like defenses are catching up. And this is the thing, too, about, like, personnel. Like, look at Andy Reid's prior offenses. It's like It's not like he's just had, like, loaded offenses. He's had periods in time where there's only been, like, one, you know, alpha-type wide receiver or one, you know, elite running back. Uh, even you know before Mahomes and and, and you know uh, in Kansas, yeah, City. but this but, is the greatest yeah. offense he's ever had. Mm-hmm. Going back to the Eagles' offenses with Donovan McNabb, yeah, but what I'm saying is he succeeded. It's like it's, I don't think like you know like their issue is that is a player personnel standpoint. No, I no, no. I don't. I, I don't think that. I, first of all, I don't think their offense has an issue. Yeah. I don't think. It's, I don't think there's any issues at all. I think adding Odell will will boost that offense a fair amount. I think yeah, it'll yeah, be yeah, even yeah. more dangerous than what it is now. Um, I think they'll be very scary. I think Odell will be motivated. Odell's never played with a team, like played with a team that was a Super Bowl threat. Right. You know, the Browns, they they made a run last year, but Odell was hurt. Mm-hmm. You know, so he never really got to, to feel that. If he goes to a t- like, look at the teams he's looking at. These are all teams that likely are playing deep into the playoff mm-hmm. race, you know, which tells me he's trying to be on a winner, you know. So... <sighs> So he's going to the Chiefs. I think it's going to be scary. I think I'm, not, I'm scary. not a fan of players like that. I mean, win where you are. Like, figure it out. Figure it out. Like, yeah, figure it's, it's it out. It's a team sport, man. It's 22, 22 I guys. Mean, like, oh, play. I can't win here. I'm not succeeding here. Cut me. Oh, now I want to go play for a winner. Like, you were on a winning team. Like, you were mm-hmm. on a winning team right now. But, but there's one thing as far as being on a winning team. It's one thing as far as being a part of a winning team. I don't think he felt like he was being a part of that team. Well, figure out he a felt way like to be he was just he was just out there running routes. And, and honestly, I, I watched a little bit of that his dad video that he put out. Was actually, Baker, yeah, yeah. Baker wasn't even looking at this dude a lot of oh, times. Yeah, they got like, issues, yeah. like what? I don't. I never knew they had this tension. Maybe they yeah. they did, and we just weren't aware. But Baker just was just totally, almost like I see you open, but nah. Let me look at somebody <laughs> else. Uh, uh-uh. <laughs> uh, also, real quick, um, Edward Solaire. Mm-hmm. He came back to practice today. Right. Yep. Yep. You know, so he might be coming back soon, as early as this week. So Time to drop Gore if you picked up Gore? Oh, yeah. I dropped him across the board. <laughs> <laughs> he was a hope and a dream. Speaking of running backs, is uh, Eckler receive, receiver running back one this season? Is he going to finish his running back one? No. You don't think so? He hasn't looked good the last week or so. 
He's still up there though. Like he's still giving you production. He's yeah. up there because By everybody's default. just getting hurt. Yeah, <laughs> everybody's getting hurt. But that's part of it though. I mean, and, like, and I think the running back one healthy. is actually Jonathan Taylor. Yeah. Yeah, but do you think Jonathan Taylor is going to finish the way that again? Because I think Naheem Hines is actually eating into his his work a little bit. I don't think so. I think Jonathan Taylor's really like I think he's coming into his own now. Yeah. Hmm. I think he's going to be kind of scary too because he. That speed he has, he can catch the ball when needed. He's a workhorse Wentz, back. Yeah, all they talk about Wentz not throwing to the running backs. I keep telling people it's not – forget about what a quarterback did in some offense on some other team. Mm-hmm. It's about what the quarterback is going to do in that offense. That offense and the offensive coordinator and the scheme dictate what the quarterbacks do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, some some quarterbacks may have a predilection to, okay, in that offensive scheme to, you know, maybe want to – like a, a Phillip Rivers, maybe want to check down a little bit more. But if the offense, you know, uh, if the offense, you know, uh, puts the a priority on passing to the running backs, mm-hmm. second, third reads, or, you know, setting up screens or, you know, uh, routes out of the backfield, then that's what the offense does. So, yeah. you know, but going back to Eckler, yeah. I think Eckler's – I don't think he's going to finish running back number one. The, the 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 great thing for him, he's been healthy, so he obviously is going to have a chance to do that. Because again, it's just like you said, it's a, it's a he's the the last man standing almost. Um, so I'm not worried about Eckler. What I am worried about as of now is these Charger receivers. Receivers, receivers, plural? both of them. Why are you worried mm. about Keenan Allen? Keenan Allen, he hasn't been dominant. This whole season, he's had good games here and there, but he hasn't had Keenan Allen from last year type games. Mm-hmm. And Mike Williams, he started off hot and it's cold. He got this knee injury or whatever, and he's cooled down the last few weeks. But even with both of that being in play, Herbert has still been producing. So mm-hmm. that kind of what what is that showing me is Herbert doesn't need to to I'm have his wide receivers. Herbert was a top quarterback last week. Yeah, I mean he's had some good weeks, but he's also has a few bad. No, he's weeks. had every, again every quarterback has said does. But he's this had year. he's had quite a every, few. Duds. Every every quarterback has said does this year. These maybe had like two or three duds this mm-hmm. whole season. Where's he ranked uh, overall in FFPC? But I don't know. I'm I'm not worried about Keenan. Keenan Allen was drafted in the third round for the most part. Yeah, and he, he's he's so look at who been, who in the third round is like really like. I mean, there, so a, a lot overall. of player, a lot of these players have warts. So I mean, we can go through a whole bunch of them. So that's what I'm saying. If, if you're, if, if, if you're comparing them to comparing them to the other wide receivers, there, yeah, okay, maybe he's okay. He's, but but he's better than pretty but, much all of them. But there's later receivers that were drafted later that are like Cooper Cup, which is doing better than all these third round guys. Yeah, you know. So so uh, yeah, I, we could probably I could probably you know pick out all these guys and say they they've been a little bit of an issue. But specifically with the Chargers, those two guys were me again. Keenan Allen was drafted very high. I, you expected that hopefully the type of production he gave you last year, which he really hasn't shown like that. And Mike Williams, who had mm-hmm. initially shown like that, has fallen down to earth dramatically. Um, even the tight ends, at first I was thinking it was Jared Cook's, Jared Cook's job. Um, Donald Parham was getting a fair amount of buzz. But now they're even using Steven Anderson. Um, so they're even having multiple tight ends they're using. I think so, yeah, I think uh, one of the Titans was injured last week, if I recall correctly. That may have been why uh, he was getting a little bit more run. But it would have to be part him because Cook played yeah, and, yeah, and Stephen Anderson played. Yeah, no, I think it was Stephen Anderson scored a touchdown. Um, so yeah, but but the Chargers offense, I mean, they're the Chargers still winning, you know, which is good thing you can say because Chargers mm-hmm. in the past have had trouble like winning consistently. 
They always, like, miss out on the playoffs by, like, a game or two. This year, I think they might actually make the playoffs, which would be yeah. kind of cool for them. So, for me, you know, I think Keenan Allen has been pretty good, uh, at least, I don't know, based off of his game logs. I mean, you know, starting from week one, 13 targets, 8 targets, 12 targets, 11 targets, 9 targets, 5 targets, The target, targets, the, the, the workload targets, is not the issue. 13 targets. I'm not talking about his target. I'm talking about his actual production. Uh, I mean, I, th- I, I don't know. I feel like, you know, for, for someone being drafted, you know, and, you know, where he was as far as like a, uh, a lower end wide receiver one, early wide receiver two, he's, he's produced as much. Yeah. Yeah. I would, I would rather have Mike Evans, uh, Cooper Cup, um, Chris Godwin, AB. Um, not me. Yeah. Not I would me. rather, I mean, of course, AB's me. hurt now, but when AB was out there. But AB was a, a week to week proposition. Same thing really mm-hmm. with Chris Got with, with Mike Evans at times. What do you mean by week yeah. to week? Like he, he, there was some, like some weeks he busted and some weeks he was up. That, that was a tough thing about when when all those Bucks wide receivers are healthy. Sometimes it's hard to figure it out when there's when when one's banged up. Then then it's a little bit easier. You know, it's less of a. I mean, yeah, he's had he's had a, a bad game here and there, but he's also had these big major major games which Keenan Allen hasn't had. You yeah. know, and these are guys that I'm talking about we drafted after the fact. Cole Beasley's had pretty good games, and Cole Beasley was taken super late. Oh. Um, yeah, Christian I mean, Kirk has had great games, which yeah. is which is crazy. Yeah. So I don't know I, for for a guy you drafted that high, you want more consistent um, production. I don't think he's been there. He's getting a little bit better, but I would have thought he would have done even better than what he did last year. So let's talk about the Denver Broncos for a second to finish off the AFC West. Why do people keep disrespecting uh, Tim Patrick? All he does is continue to produce in that offense. I mean, listen, Jerry Judy has been hurt. Cortland Sutton has put up dud weeks. Tim Patrick, fairly consistent. Yes, he puts up a dud here or there. But for the most part, it's pretty consistent. Mm-hmm. Are you guys playing Tim Patrick or is it Cortland Sutton? He's hurt Sutton right now. Yeah, yeah he, got, he got hurt just at the beginning. Yeah, he got hurt. I don't think people are disrespecting him, but it's hard to, like, want to start the, you know – Third receiving option. Some people may consider fourth receiving option if you look at Noah Fan, although he's been kind of disappointing. But it's hard to start the third receiving option in a Broncos offense where your quarterback is Teddy Bridgewater. So, so, so like that, that's hard. So, we, yes, he's a good player, and yes, I do start him and I do roster him. Uh, but I'm not like, oh, like this is a Tim Patrick week. It's okay. This guy's on by. This guy's injured. Let me play him and let me hope for the best. And he has produced more often times than not. Uh, so, you know, I, I just view him as like a wide receiver forward, to be quite honest. That game against the Browns, I think he had a dud game. Yeah. I think, and, then, you know, that being a primetime game, that kind of probably let a lot of people, a sour taste in a lot of people's mouths. So they probably didn't play him as much last yeah. year. I mean, last week. Last week he scored the touchdown, but now he's hurt. So now I don't even know if you want to consider playing him now. Uh, and then Judy's back. Judy's looked great. Judy's yeah. looked better and better. It's going to be his third game back. Um, he has the target share um, lead mm-hmm. by far now. Um, so that's just another mouth yeah. that wasn't there and throughout not, this whole season. Yeah. And you're not going to have a situation where you have an elite cornerback, uh, and I guess Diggs, yeah, he's an elite quarterback, uh, in elite quarter, quarterback, cornerback uh, territory right now. Uh, you're not going to have that situation every week where the elite cornerback is taking out your number one wide, you know, wide receiver option in Sutton. So that, you know, Passes were funneled elsewhere. So now when they go play other teams that don't have an elite cornerback, now, you know, now sudden becomes more of an option. Remember, when these quarterbacks are going back to throw, 
they have options. You know, they're going back. They look at their first read option. Is he open? Okay, they look at the second option. And yeah, sometimes the defense dictates where they go immediately, but I doubt it's on a team with Sutton, uh, Judy, Fant, and the running backs. I doubt that, like, you know, he's dropping back and, like, looking at Tim Patrick as his first read through, through each progression. But wasn't Tim Patrick their leading receiver last season? But that was with a lot of Everybody injuries. was hurt. Every situation is different. So like, he has more touchdowns this season than yeah, any other Jerry, receiver. Jerry Judy was hurt. hurt. Sutton's coming off of ACL. So early they in the season, KJ yes, Hamler. it was good to start Tim Patrick. But if you're asking now with Jerry Judy back, with Sutton, with Noah Fant coming back, if you're asking now, like it, you know, it's not. I don't think it's a. So you just gotta keep making excuses every time Tim Patrick produces. Like I mean, listen, he's number one on the team. And receiving touchdowns, he's barely but a, behind. But that's, but that's a quantitative stat. And if you're talking about all these players that have literally missed games, yeah. Corlin Sutton course, hasn't missed a game. Well, but Sutton, for me, the guy there is Judy. I think I think Sutton is a good too. I, I mean, think Patrick hurts Sutton. Honestly, once if they have their full complement of options there, um, Sutton is going to get the number one cornerback, like Abby was just saying, but. Between all of them, Judy, I think, is the main guy. And now that Judy's back and he immediately is taking the lead in the target, even the first game back, he had four targets, which is the leader in the, mm-hmm. in the, in the, uh, on the team. I think that's where it's going to really hinder Patrick's numbers. Now, of course, it's to be determined, but yeah. All right. So let's move to the last division, the NFC West, Arizona Cardinals. Uh, Chase Edmonds is banged up. Listen, Connor, I mean, he's already poaching goal line touchdowns anyway. Yeah. Is there anyone else we should be considering in that backfield outside of James Connor? Yeah, you know, Benjamin obviously is going to be a sexy name. I think he's kind of a, been a dynasty guy, someone that people were high on last year as well. And so mm-hmm. he's probably going to be pricey too if you tried to get him off of uh, waivers. But uh, like we've kind of talked about, you know, in other situations, it's always next man up. So. You know, Connor is not someone who has been shown uh, to be able to stay healthy throughout an entire season. I also think it's a situation where I don't expect Connor to just kind of take over all the work. I don't think that's what they want from him. I think they've seen him successful when they've limited his touches, uh, when they've been smart about it. Uh, he's looked fresh. Uh, and this is a playoff team, and I'm sure they want him during the play, you know, throughout the playoffs. So, for me, I mean, you could see a situation where – Eno may, you know, very well just take over the Chase Edmonds role, like yeah. completely, uh, if not, you know, 70 to 5% of that role. So uh, I think he's definitely a must-add uh, in the situation where if for some reason they do lose James Conner, uh, you can see him take over, you know, uh, quite a bit more work uh, because then uh, you get real thin at that backup position. And, uh, Edmonds going to be out for a while. So that's really why I like uh, the uh, Eno ad. So, of course, if you listen to this, by, by the time y'all listen to this, everybody's already aware of Eno. Mm-hmm. Eno's not going to be on any waiver wires anymore. You know, mm-hmm. um, this today's waiver run or last night's waiver run was the one where everybody that wanted Eno, that was your opportunity to get him. Now, with that being said, um, Eno did not start the season as the running back three for the Cardinals. Um, the the running back three for the Cardinals going into the season was actually a guy by the name of Jonathan Ward. Um, not the most talented guy whatsoever, but 
going into the season, he seemed to be the guy that they trusted the most. Eno, this is Eno's second year. I think he was drafted. He came from Arizona State. Mm-hmm. Great statistics in college. Um, but last year for the Cardinals, he did not play at all. I think we talked about it on one episode. Mm-hmm. He didn't play at all. Maybe played a special team down here and there. Maybe was activated one game, maybe. Mm-hmm. But in reality, they had this guy in bubble wrap, you know, locked away the whole season. Um, whether it's due to him not being good in pass protection. I think he. they said he might have an issue with the playbook. You, you know what they usually say. Mm-hmm. But he didn't get no burn. Going to this season, you thought, okay, now that King Drake is gone, he's going to bump up. And then all of a sudden, I'm seeing this Jonathan Ward guy getting all the burn. So it made me start wondering, like, what's going on there? You know, maybe he's in the doghouse, whatever. Maybe, again, that he just didn't do things that they trusted. Uh, fast forward to now, you know, uh, Chase Edmonds got hurt. Eno, before this week, I, I don't think he's got many carries at all, mm-hmm. if any. He was playing special teams. Right. So this last, game, this last game was the first game he actually got carries. Hmm. Uh, now, I do believe he's going to take that number two role now because he looked good. Yeah, he, he he's talented. Like I like he was saying in the dynasty world, everybody was aware of Eno. He has the size, he has the speed. He can he can be a, a, a top end running back. Mm-hmm. Um, but the fact that there was something there to begin with, and he didn't start off as a running back three. Don't forget about the name Jonathan Ward. And if Connor gets hurt, and we know Connor has a history of, of injury problems back to his Pittsburgh days, Jonathan Ward now becomes the the one injury away player. This is where googling those inactive actors because. You know, whatever running back they decide to make active, if they decide to ha- have three RBs active for, the, for this upcoming game, uh, you know, that third RB is likely not going to be, like, highlighted on anybody's Twitter uh, no. or tweet. So mm. Googling that and figuring out who that is well ahead of time uh, may give you a little bit of an advantage in some of your home leagues if you need to, you know, do a, a quick ad. Because, uh, you, like, like you said, you never know. We're assuming that it's Eno, but it may not be. Yeah. yeah. So Chase Edmonds is going to be out for a while. Chris Carson seems like he's been out forever. Is he going to come back this season? Man, I don't know. See they designated a return today, though. Yeah. But do you think he's actually going to play? I don't know. The, this, don't know. the whole Seahawks <laughs> running back, the Seahawks backfield, just, you know, I try to avoid, you know, taking the mindset of, you know what, I'm just going to ignore this and I'm not going to even try to figure it out. I hate doing that. I really try to do, I do a deep dive so I can figure out at least come, even if I'm wrong. To, but to at least, you know, lock in on a decision. This is one of those, you know, rare instances where I'm like, I don't know. Right. I'm dropping penny shares. I'm starting shares. to give up on the Seahawks yeah. back yeah. I'm dropping man. penny shares. I'm holding my Carson shares, holding my Alex Smith shares. I've seen Alex Smith, uh, or sorry, Alex, Alex Collins, Collins. Uh, on waivers. I don't even want to put in a waiver claim. Yeah, I, I, I just I, don't even want to think about it. Yeah. I don't have much to say, man. Because then they but. also use multiple guys. And yeah. so, like, oh, man, that's, that's, that's a tough one. Yeah. So, let's talk about the 49ers for a second. Is it Ayuk season coming up? Like, like are you guys feeling Is better? Is Debo about, hurt? Debo's a little banged up. Ayuk looked pretty good last week. Is, is Debo start? hurt, though? Or is he going to play this week? He's hurt, but I think he's going to play. There's no designation I, at this point. I got to see it again, man. Uh, y'all heard all these reports. They're talking about he didn't know how to practice. and, and yeah. That's so – I don't like hearing yeah. that. But this is the thing about that. Like, there's a reason he didn't play well, okay? Now all these reports come out. Like, it, it's just feeding the narrative. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't, I don't care. I don't care. He didn't know how to practice. He played bad. Whatever, whatever the reason was, he was playing bad, and we had ample games of watching him put up 
you know, subpar fantasy performances. Now we see him put up good performances. Now all of a sudden he knows how to practice. So I don't care. You know, whatever happens, whatever needs to happen for you to be productive fantasy players, do. Okay. See, but my thing is, me hearing it after the fact does not help. But if you tell me beforehand and say, look, before you draft him, look, this guy doesn't know how to practice. Yeah. This guy's doing this. At least now I can do something with that. Telling me that after the fact, after I've already drafted him, does nothing for me. See, my, my thing though is, he wasn't just not looking good as far as dropping the ball or, you know, he wasn't getting many yards. He wasn't even getting targets. That's yeah. the thing. So it's like they weren't yeah. even using him. He was not looking as so I, I And this is the thing. I don't this know. Is, and I made this comment before where I like, to me, Jimmy Garoppolo is basically Sam Darnold. These are like mm. one read quarterbacks where, and they're one read scheme quarterbacks, meaning they are in a specific scheme and they run the play the way that it should that's supposed to be run. And if that first read is not there, they get flustered. Mm -hmm. And they don't know what to do, and they start making mistakes. His first read is always Debo Samuels or George Kittle. Mm -hmm. That's one, two, one, two. And then if it's not there, it becomes an issue. Even that, even that one pass over the middle uh, to uh, IU, that 20, 30-yard pass where he fumbled, uh, that was a great play by IU. But that was just a, you know, it was just a, almost a Hail Mary type throw. Uh, from uh, you know, from uh, Jimmy Garoppolo. So I'm not a fan of quarterbacks like that. So it's tough for me to say that. Okay, now it's IU season. I, I do see it again. Yeah, I do. You know, I do. Kind of, again, kind of keeping with the theme that like, okay, maybe defenses will you know start to scheme a little bit more to try and take out Debo, given how mm -hmm. well and successful he's been. But I mean, we ten weeks into the season and we have not seen. No, that. no, no. But but uh, we didn't mention uh, Muhammad Sanu. Is oh, out. yeah, yeah, that's the big That's so, going to benefit him IU yeah, quite a bit. Yeah, that's yeah. going to benefit That was like a safety bit. net. That was like yeah. a safety net for him. So maybe it is IU season, maybe. My, my, I'm more curious about the backfield. <laughs> now, I, I do believe Elijah. I'm holding on, baby. Yeah. <laughs> I do believe Elijah Mitchell has that job. Yeah. But my, my thing is I don't see him being used much in the passing game. Mm -hmm. which I feel like there's a lot of value if he was. And number two, Jeff Wilson is back. Now, I know Jeff Wilson didn't play at all last game, but he was activated. You know, he just came out the PUP. You would think he's, his knee will get stronger as the season progresses. Um, they're probably not in the playoff hunt, so they're not really going to care about using him, you know, or keeping him fresh, I wouldn't think. Um, but, you know, Jeff Wilson's a guy a lot of people stash, including us. Mm -hmm. Great talent, great skill set. Um, Jermichael Hasty is somebody it seems like they're using a lot more in the passing game. Um, so I really don't know what to make of it. Now, of course, you know, all things considered, I'm going to play Elijah Mitchell. But I don't know if the ceiling is, is as high for, that, for him as I would have wanted for my Niners running back. Yeah. My issue with this offense is that, you know, I do think eventually you see Trey Lance. Uh, and I'm just hopeful the next time I think that's see, coming in a few weeks. Yeah, I hope the next time we see Trey Lance, uh, it's better than what we've seen thus far. Because if it's anything like what we've seen thus far, we're not getting what we were hope, hoping for preseason. Uh, and it's going to hurt everybody in this offense, I think. So, uh, so we'll see. We'll see. So let's talk about the last team in the, in the NFC West, the Los Angeles Rams. I mean, They're going you, for it. They are gunning. They're going for it. If you have anyone on the Rams offense, are you just starting them? I mean, Robert, Robert Woods looks good. If you got Cooper Cup, you got to start Cooper Cup. 
Daryl Henderson looks great. I think the Tyler answer is Higby. yes, maybe. I think the answer is yes. Yeah, everyone. I mean, I'm not. No, Tyler Higbee is not a must start. Van Jefferson. I mean, who else do you have start. other than? I mean, I did play people. I would start over Tyler Higbee. I, you know, he's like just, who? Like somebody you would have drafted Mies. later. Oh, Fireman. Yeah, yeah, Fireman. Uh, Cole Komet. Uh, I, I started about, Albert I O last I'm week. I'm not over starting Komet over, over uh, Tyler him. Conklin. Uh, a lot of these are matchup. Albert plays. Albert O, you could, you probably yeah. start him, but that I wouldn't. I wouldn't. But these that. are all like matchup plays. If yeah. I find a matchup, what about Van player. Jefferson? He's like a wide receiver for for me. But he he's a flex. You can play him now. Yeah, because there's nobody that Deshaun's gone and Tutu Atwell's gone. All right, all so right. you can play him. But um, I, I I think you can start all of them. They're going for it, man. Yeah. The only problem is you know they only have one football. Yeah. You know, so, so not everybody's gonna eat every single game. But, but uh, this is the thing about that uh, that offense. Okay, we saw you know we saw the first week where that offense was really kind of uh, put to a test, where the Titans again you know Titans were kind of unique because they can only they only rushed four and they were getting plenty of pressure without much mm-hmm. of any difficulty. I mean they were just blowing up that offensive line, only sending four, and they had everybody else back in uh, coverage. So you know, do teams take that same? blueprint and do we see a situation they can take it but i don't think they can do it i know but, you know that's but, the problem yeah but what i'm saying is you know teams now kind of get tape of what's worked on that offense and so do we see a situation where now we sort of kind of we've gone we've seen like you know the rams offense be pretty dominant for uh a good half of the season do we see that trend now where defenses start to adjust and start to sort of kind of really stymie them for a period of time so i mean i wouldn't be surprised to see them kind of you know maybe you know not be as prolific as they've been and they haven't really to me been like amazingly prolific but that's and, and, and that's and, that point you just made there is the reason why i think they they can and they will because i feel like they haven't even hit their ceiling yet yeah. i feel like mm-hmm. they they still can be better you know yeah, and yeah. if they get better that's a scary team not mm-hmm. to mention the fact that they're trying to dominate on both sides of the ball yeah. you know they're, they're not just trying to outscore you they're trying to shut you down too yeah. um that team's going for it yeah. If, if I was a Cowboys fan, that would be the team I'd be just kind of paying attention to, like see what's going on there because that's the biggest threat to my Super Bowl hopes. Mm. Not even the Bucks, the Rams. To I'm me. still not stole on Stafford being being that guy. Um, uh, I don't like how he uh, uh, works the pocket under pressure. It's just not. It's mm. not something that because when you get in the playoffs and you start playing other you know strong defensive teams, uh, you know teams that can you know really lock in and likely can bring pressure. If you can't, I mean, if you if you just got one, you know, if, if you can't, you know, sit back there and stay calm under pressure without making, you know, bonehead mistakes, you're going to be in a lot of trouble. So, yeah. we'll see. He'll be all right. I think he'll be all right. He came from Detroit, man. He has history. Deal with they didn't they didn't they didn't win in Detroit. What I'm saying he, he has history <laughs> dealing with he, he has history dealing with a lot of pressure all the time. So yeah, that's like his norm, now. that's his normal state of <laughs> NFL football. Ghosts. All right, man. Like I'm running out of steam, guys. So oh, yeah. I think I'm gonna end this thing. All right, guys. Like this is I guess what our third quarter our third quarter episode. We're out, man. Like I have no outro. Like like I'm just. Oh, a lot of steam at this hey point. Hey, man, stay grinding, stay ready. I think we threw out a, a few dynasty names in there, so I don't have to Dang. add a list or anything like that. Of course, Tyree Jackson. We talked about him already. Yeah. Don't forget him. Yeah. But other than that, yeah, I think we're pretty good on that. All right, guys, we're out. All right, man. Please like, rate, subscribe. Third quarter, let's go. Walk down season. <laughs>